0: Turn me down, turn it up with your mic. That's right. Um, One, two, one, two. Yeah, this is wrestling with friends, and we're your friends. It's Dave, Sean, and Ethan. This is our chance to catch up, discuss the events in the ring we love, the business behind it, and celebrate the good times watching and attending wrestling events with your buddies. All while we get increasingly inebriated, but this week, did we start out inebriated? I don't know. You decide. Um, I'm Dave. I'm coming at you from the city of Long Beach, New York.
1: Come- Spoiler alert. The answer is yes. Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> coming, coming in hot as always from Los Angeles, California. West side is Sean D. Pasquale. Sean, what's up, bud?
2: If you need any indication of how inebriated we've started, it took us twenty minutes exactly to record a thirty second ad for the top of the show. So um I'm good, Dave. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm fine. Fine. Good, good. Now do the Ethan part. I like when you introduce him.
0: Well well, yeah, I know that 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 handsome voice that you heard, you can tell is a handsome mm-hmm. man. That's it's Ethan Wall. He is, it's the sultry tones of Ethan Wall. It's, it's dulcet, and dulcet, tones. Hello, I'm Ethan Wall.
1: But, do yeah. you guys hear that? It's like there's multiple Ethan's on this it, podcast. Do you guys hear that? It's like there's multiple Ethan's on this podcast. Hi. Do you think he's single?
0: Ethan, do you think he's single? Ethan Wall, WMSD News it's like my earliest ethan impression well anyway you're you're ethan um you are out there in this world when no one is but you're being safe of course but you are a drifter who is traveling the world to the best of your ability in these crazy strange times uh where are we talking to you from this week
1: hey guys i'm coming to you from savannah georgia
0: Georgia?
2: Welcome to Savannah.
0: Georgia?
1: I love Savannah. I love
0: Savannah. It's actually, I mean, you have it, all, all the Confederate monuments freak you out. and It's a constant uh, reminder of what a bummer the history is, but um, also important to remember. But uh, great city. I started off on a weird tangent there. Great city, great food, right, Ethan? Great college town. So there's like good art and culture. I don't know if any of that's open presently, but-
1: Yeah. So uh, Savannah College of Art and Design is pretty much the entire city. Unlike a college campus, it's sprinkled throughout Savannah. It has all these old, yep, it's got SCAD. It's got uh, these really cool squares. Okay. I know that cool and square typically don't go together, but here they do. They're like sprinkled throughout the city, these tiny little parks, great food, uh, good nightlife. And A ton of culture, a ton of history, so I'm loving it.
0: I'm I'm a big fan of Georgia these days, since 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 the election and the uh, runoff results. Ethan, it's a good thing you rigged the election there for us. (laughs) It's a good (laughs) thing.
1: Yeah, who do we have lined up for the podcast today? You guys told me on the show notes that you didn't send out that we We had had a a real big celebrity guest, and it's a surprise, and I can't wait to see who it's going to be. That's right.
2: What we we said was we had a really big special guest, not celebrity guest, and we said that it would be someone that you knew intimately, Mm -hmm. uh, and when you found out who it was, it would blow your mind.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's James Rolfe. Nope. No. Nope. It's, it's not, not the angry, angry video game
2: nerd? No. No, I mean, he's not into wrestling. Yeah. yeah. You, if you heard also,
1: I don't life. know him intimately. Three. I mean, not for lack of trying with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, so someone special. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like it.
0: To celebrate our 25th episode, which Sean pointed out to me, this is. We got our, our biggest guest yet. Dave. Sean, you want to
2: tell him? I'll tell him. Ethan, get ready because the guest for tonight the guest who you know intimately, the guest who is known throughout the world as one of the greatest and most electrifying entertainers in the history of all of entertainment
0: and
1: social, social media.
2: Mr yourself, Ethan Wall, you're our special guest tonight. Welcome to the hot seat, Ethan.
0: I'm man. I'm a man. I'm a
1: Revolution, baby,
0: <laughs> why didn't why didn't the stable evolution use that song instead of using that you know that not. Motorhead but just solo Lemmy song where it's like probably because they couldn't afford it but they could afford
1: it also have you been listening to our podcast because I've been talking about copyright infringement for like 24 episodes now
0: no but I'm just saying they commissioned Motorhead essentially to write a new song I feel like they could have just licensed Oh, you think
2: think it costs as much to commission Motorhead to write a song to uh, license a Pearl Jam song Oh, uh, yeah,
0: Pearl Jam, they're probably not big wrestling fans.
2: I think Pearl Jam probably charges way more than Motorhead yeah. does. Even if you're like, hey, Motorhead, like, I feel like you could license a Motorhead song for
1: like a beer. Evolution! I feel like...
0: <laughs> no, don't, don't you disrespect Motorhead, all right? But yeah, I, they're but definitely no like...
1: longer going to be a guest on this podcast.
0: Well, he's well, dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> Jinx, for the Jinx obvious now reasons. you're
1: going to die. <laughs> <Great>. What? <laughs> Evolution
0: is a mystery. China changes you can never see. It's such a weird thing uh... that song. It's it's one of the weirdest wrestling songs ever, I think. But as 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 we've alluded to, we've had the pleasure of talking to a lot of our buddies and learning more about their wrestling fandom, um, and we get into our own fandoms a little bit here and there bits and pieces. But we are continuing. Our um series i can't believe you guys are so surprised by this ethan um
1: <laughs> where- if you would have told me like six i don't know what is nine months ago that we would have 25 episodes of this podcast i would not have believed you so this is great
2: no, but also we did tell you like three weeks ago that we were going to do three consecutive episodes highlighting you, me, and Dave, and you were shocked that today was your episode. So I, feel I had like no idea we,
1: this was even coming. Even if we
2: had told you at the time that we were going to hit 25 episodes, you would have both not believed us and then also not remembered. It's weird. So, yeah. Yeah, I,
1: I don't really trust you guys very much.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't want
1: to- Do you know put- what happened to Randy Orton in Evolution? Okay, they turned on him. <laughs>
0: okay, I didn't want to put that much pressure on you, but of yeah. course- also, you're you're Randy Orton in, in that equation, right? Just so I understand.
1: Yes, very yeah. much so. Okay. Can, am I Dave Batista? You can, yes. which makes Sean... Ric Flair. Yeah.
0: Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! And there is no Triple H because uh, there's no guest this week. <laughs> there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's just three of us. And you know who there's three of? Because it works out perfectly because we are the dude brood. And last week or last episode, we decided that Ethan is the edge. He's got that washboard stomach. I'm the gang grail. I've got the very sharp bicuspids and the dad bod. And Sean is the is the uh, Captain Charisma Christian. <laughs> yeah. But this week it's time to learn about Edge. Or should I say our literal international man of mystery Ethan Wall Ethan As we've discussed, you are a world traveler, a digital nomad, um, a writer, a public speaker, a monster at CrossFit, where like you've you've competed nationally or something.
2: Um I don't really You're good at fencing, you're good at darts, you're good at throwing, you're good at discus, not, you're not a, good at I know.
0: The cross swimming fit, champion. The CrossFit part was true, none of the other stuff. Uh, oh. You played varsity volleyball. <laughs> but as far as I know, you are the world's foremost social media lawyer. And if anybody tells me otherwise, I will punch them in their face.
1: Yeah, uh, please do, because uh, they're liars. Yeah,
0: exactly. But Ethan, tell the audience a little bit more about you as a person besides that, your
1: hobbies, your interests. Uh, so about a year and a half ago, I decided to spend my time in life doing the things that I love most, which is exploring and traveling. So I sold everything I owned and donated the rest. And uh, yeah, I've been traveling the world full time now for the last year and a half. I did a year across the US, a few months in Mexico, and I run the world's first social media law firm for my laptop, do this podcast, got a marketing agency, an education company, a non-for-profit, and uh, yeah, I like to CrossFit, I like to eat tacos, and uh, try to make the most out of life, so uh, that's me.
2: Hell yeah. I heard heard a rumor that Ethan eats babies, is that true? I just wanna clarify, I saw it on TV on an old episode of Raw.
1: Yeah, I feel like someone on this podcast is responsible for that.
0: Yeah, it's the one that eats babies.
2: (laughs) You didn't answer the question though, so I'm gonna take that as a confirmation that you do in fact eat babies. Okay, no further questions. (laughs) <laughs>
0: and, all right, it's so weird. That, is, that is a reference to a Monday Night Raw that we went to in 1998. In we Sun told Rise this Park. story on the podcast, I, and we I even mentioned that Ethan needs babies. I don't know if we got into the baby sign, but also like, oh, never assume everyone's listened to every episode. So I'm just explaining the reference real quick. That oh,
2: I've never read the, a comic book or watched TV, so I don't know that, that – well, uh, Favorite from mine. So
0: but your good point, good point. I sorry. Hi, welcome new listeners. That's how you seem. So uh and uh, we brought a poster that said Ethan Wall eats babies and why? Well, it may be, be because he eats babies or it may not. Um that's all that's all I have to say about that.
2: Yeah. I was trying to get to the bottom of it. Ethan, I have another question, but this time it's related to
1: wrestling. hmm
2: Okay. So <clears throat> what is your very, very, very first memory of wrestling?
1: All right, so I was living in Hopog, New York, and I remembered, I don't know who was over the house, because we would never have ordered wrestling because we didn't watch it, but we had like guests over the house. They wanted to watch some sort of a wrestling event, and I remembered watching this pay-per-view and Hulk Hogan was on there, and I had this like strange memory that like Hulk Hogan was my dad <laughs> <laughs> right like i just remember this like big strong dude and he's like throwing people around and i'm like oh my gosh like that's my dad he's like a big strong guy as well and i remembered i think i was a little bit too afraid as to what was going on on television so i kind of watched it from far back but i have this strange memory of being like 15 feet away from the tv seeing hulk hogan on there and thinking somehow my dad was like some secret professional wrestler that when he went to work which is really working for the government in an air traffic control tower as an engineer he was secretly a a professional wrestler on tv so that's the first memory that i've got of it
0: and and to be fair and to be fair your father angus the destroyer wall uh is a big man um he's got a mustache He's kind of got like that same like hairline trajectory, although he didn't commit to the mullet. Um, although it's never too late, buddy. But he
1: is not Hulk Hogan, right? So no, wait, not as far as I know. How, how old are you?
2: You're in Hodgepodge, New York. Hodgepodge,
1: Hodgepodge, New York. <laughs> I was probably somewhere between the ages of like four and six back then. Probably oh, enough so to like-, like have a memory, but also. Uh, not old enough to remember who the match was or what was going on. Just, just, I still have that visual though.
2: Yeah. That well, I was, yeah, that's, that's super, that's super young. Um, so then what is like your first, when do you get into wrestling? Um, is that not until later or, or it does, does this follow now like a period of like now you get super into wrestling?
1: No. So I wasn't really into it much at all. I've got like small memories of the WWF cartoon show. But when I first got into real wrestling was when I moved to Florida. So I moved to Florida when I was 10 and I had a friend of mine who lived down the street named Charles Jackson. Shout out, Chuck Diesel. Chuck Diesel. Who once tried to convince me that Truck Diesel, which was a line from a Wu-Tang Clan song, was a shout out to Charles as Chunk Diesel which turned out to not be true. Yeah. Like uh, (laughs) the lyrics,
0: the lyrics were like in the liner notes, like it says truck diesel, like it's it's a
1: truck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Charles, Charles used to watch a lot of wrestling, but he watched a lot of WCW. So when I really got into it, there was a couple things that we were doing is one, Charles had a whole bunch of old VHS tapes of like 19, 88 Starcade and War Games and Halloween Havoc. So we would watch these old WCW pay-per-views. And at the same time, we had a bunch of G.I. Joes and Charles would have like a tiny uh, like Phillips head screwdriver and he would take the G.I. Joes apart and reassemble them and be wrestlers. And we would have these like, I don't know, play wrestling matches with these old uh, GI Joe figures and watch old WCW tapes and then over time I started watching more and more of WCW we would order the pay-per-views and then uh, when I had met you Dave is when I probably started watching more of WWF so that's like beginning of high school and that's when I started to mix a little bit of both but I was a WCW guy early on.
2: We've talked about that a lot on the show that you were into WCW. A
0: WCW. A WCW. Dave, what do you got? Well, yeah. So when when you moved to Florida, that's when um, you moved in with your Gammy, right? Your your beloved grandmother who you've told us amazing stories that she was a big wrestling fan, right? Gam. Wall? Yes.
1: So, yep. So Gammy um, – so Gammy had actually a real unique story. So she was living up in um in like kind of like Long Beach. Well, my parents grew up in Long Beach. She grew up on Long Island. Which is where and I'm from for all our listeners
0: who were paying attention earlier.
1: You say mm-hmm. it every
0: episode, Long Beach,
2: Long Island. You say it every episode.
1: Yeah. yeah I do. So she lived up there, and Shout her original out. husband, uh, my mother's father, died before I was born. And so she remarried this guy, Al. And Al was a former boxer. So there used to be, when I would visit her old house, like this boxing statue, uh, because Al used to kind of professionally box. And I didn't really kind of connect two and two at the time. But then when he passed away, we moved to Florida, and Gammy, my grandmother, moved in. Uh, She saw that I was a big fan of wrestling, and I had no idea that she loved professional wrestling growing up. She, to her last days, thought that professional wrestling was real. She loved the macho man. And I think that I kind of got that, I don't know, sentimental or special connection about wrestling because of her.
0: And the Macho Man, I would say, like, is always been one of your favorites, right?
1: Yeah. I think you and I, when we would go to summer camp together back in like 1998, we went to Masquerade Night. Yeah, Masquerade Night. And you dressed up as Hollywood Hogan. And uh, and I was a Macho Man.
0: And W.O. for life. for, 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 for life. That's who we were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, what eras are your favorite of wrestling?
1: Oh, man. So I think my most nostalgic, or I guess my favorite era of wrestling was probably like early to mid-90s WCW War Games era. This is when you had uh, the Stinger Squadron, you had Sting, uh, Dustin Rhodes, um, Rick Steiner, Lex Luger, Nikita Koloff. You had Big Van Vader, Cactus Jack. Um, that was for me, you know, the golden age of of wrestling. I still to this day go back and watch the matches, and they don't hold up to great wrestling matches of the day, but still, I think those are my favorite to me. That's when I really connected with it. And then, of course, as like the Monday Night Wars evolved, I really enjoyed watching WCW at that time as well. So those are probably my two favorite eras. Oh yeah, maybe
0: I mean two great two great eras of wrestling. Um, I remember fondly going to Blockbuster Video with you and picking up uh, picking out those old WCW pay per views, uh, and that's how you introduced me to WCW because I was always a WWF guy, um, and really like. You were the first guy to tell me about, you know, that uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Ric Flair were having these legendary matches over in WCW, that stunning Steve Austin was was a tag team with, with uh, flying Brian Pillman and just like blowing my mind about things. And you were actually the first person to tell me about the NWO and explain to me, I can remember this very clearly, we were waiting for probably Taco Bell at the... Uh, at, at the at the in the in the cafeteria in the high school cafeteria that we had like they served you could get like just a burrito a bean burrito from taco bell and of course we were all about that and uh you t- explained to me how razor ramon was now scott hall and that diesel was now kevin nash and that hulk hogan turned bad and joined them and they were the nwo and i was like his name is just scott hall now like just scott hall <laughs> like, like, You're
2: like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. It'll never last.
0: <laughs> Razor Ramon is just Scott Hall. Like, hey, Scott Hall. Like, it was so generic and like bland. but that's, I don't know. I don't know why that stays with me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. Like, but that's what I liked about WCW is is back before that era, they, they had both, you know, characters with regular names like Alex Wright, William Regal, but then they, they still had, you know, great characters like, Vader, Cactus Jack, Sting, um, that that still kind of had that, that era of wrestling. But then as WCW evolved, and I remember the invasion with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash coming in, it seemed real. All of a sudden, these guys were no longer characters, but they were real human beings coming in there and trashing the set and taking things over. And at that time, wrestling began to evolve. You, I think I remember I had two distinct moments. I saw, like, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, these, like, big jack dudes just beating the crap out of people, like, kind of pulling away from what was happening at the same time on WWF, where I remember there was a Royal Rumble or it was a SummerSlam, and there was, like, Duke the Dumpster drowsy, and he was fishing, like, wet Snickers bars out of a kiddie pool on, like, the pre-show for SummerSlam. A classic oh, and there was-
0: Classic Yeah.
1: And there was like Doink the Clown, who was cool. But then there was like the Repo Man. And I'm like, these characters are so lame. And here, on the other hand, you have this more like adult version of wrestling that's kind of pulling the curtain back in a sense. And she's just like, you know, big badass dudes fighting each other. And I just thought that that was cool. I think it kind of changed wrestling. It kind of went back to what WWF was back when my grandma used to watch with Bruno Sammartino Uh, It had more of a realistic uh, taste to it, even though we all knew that it was scripted and we all knew that it was fake. That's awesome. You know,
2: and Dave, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that like a lot of that time period of wrestling, um, Bischoff had a pretty heavy hand in like crafting a lot of those stories of like, uh, you know, wrestlers coming and like tearing the set apart and and, and I feel like that is it, – it, as Ethan identified, it's when like wrestling started to like um, break the fourth wall more and start to play more with the idea of like this sort of like half kayfabe, but that was all still kayfabe. You
0: but, know what I mean? But I think what 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 drew Ethan, if, I, if I'm if i speaking for him, uh, is that like what drew Ethan to WCW and NWA before Bischoff, preceded Bischoff, which was – the more real feel to it. It was never, right, Ethan? It wasn't, it was less The Undertaker and more, you know, just like real badass people kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. There were still characters, there were still gimmicks, but it just had a whole different feeling to it. It was, they were always competitors, but it's kind of like you wanted something different. It's kind of like, all right, you got Chipotle, and then you have lime. And yeah, they both serve burritos, and they're both Tex-Mex, but you're probably not going to crave one or the other. You're like going to it for a different reason. I've never and heard I've of just lime. Seen the, lime? Yeah, lime's great. Yeah.
0: I would say Quibota. Isn't Quibota like the, um, the alternative? Quoboda's kind of like TNA. What about Moe's? How about Moe's? Moe's, okay. Hi, I guess Moe's is better. Yeah, I, I guess. I just like when you walk into Mo's, they say, hi, welcome to Mo's." No matter what they're doing, they have to, or else Moe will kill them.
1: Yes, the the only difference is in that analogy is that Moe's and Chipotle are exactly the same. They're like, you know, you walk up to the counter, you point to your ingredients, you scoop it into a burrito or a bowl, and you get it. Where here, one served Tex-Mex, and it was kind of counter service, and one was a burrito place. But in any event, it was just a little bit something different. But what I liked about it is while... WWF had their mainstays of WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, and SummerSlam. WCW had some really cool matches. They had War Games, the Match Beyond, where you had two guys, they had two rings connected to each other with a giant double cage with two wrestlers starting in there. And during the match itself, they would do a coin flip. And with that coin flip, then gave a team an advantage. So that you would have, you know, that wrestler enters from that team next. So there was like teams of five. So it would be two on one for the next four minutes. Then it would be two on two and then three on two until all the guys are in there. And then the first team that submits, the other one wins. So it just seemed like it was a little bit real -er in that sense. Just had like a different flavor to it. They then had some really cool matches like at Halloween Havoc, there would be – You know, a match where Vader and Cactus Jack would spin a wheel and wherever the wheel stopped was the stipulation for the match. Or the Lethal Lottery where they match people up with random tag teams by having a giant hopper like a lottery ball and pick the names out of the two wrestlers and then have them go in there and have the matches. Wasn't one of them like uh, like,
0: uh, roll the dice, pay the price?
1: Exactly. Lethal Lottery. Yeah. Yeah, so it just – even though I'm sure many of that – like I'm sure it was all scripted. It did add some interesting elements. It felt a little less gimmicky and more like, all right, we've got these like fun matches just because you can only do so much when you got two guys in their underwear rolling around in a ring together. Just gave it like a more – I don't know, a more realistic feel to it.
0: Hell yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Did you follow WWF at that point or were you just – because I remember – At some like you got me back into wrestling in tenth grade. Um, you, you got me back into it and you got me back into WCW and Nitro. Um, and you know, you were firmly a WCW dude at that time. And then there was some point where we both moved over to WWF. And it was, you know, like a little right after the rise of Stone Cold and the rise of really when the rock hit a stride. That was like no going back for us at that point.
1: Um, Yeah, I think just like any teams, we started off being a fan of one federation or another, and then we evolved into being wrestling fans. And while uh, I definitely like WCW in terms of the Monday Night Wars, there's something to be said about there's a great product and great wrestling that's happening in WWF. I loved The Rock. Fun fact, I used to have a six foot tall poster (laughs) of The Rock on the back of my first dorm room in college. And what happened Uh, to it? J- j- they uh, uh, have it on the back of the door here in my Airbnb when I travel around. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's very unusual to have a girl in your bed in your dorm room and then you close the door and they see a giant man in his underwear with his eyebrow poking out, you know, <laughs> looking at them. And then um, you said you said, look
0: out for this guy. He's going to be the most famous star on the planet one day.
1: Yeah. I'm like, what do you think about, you know, what do you think about this poster? And then as soon as they say something, it's like, it doesn't matter what you think. And then they would leave. leave. (laughs)
0: So, so so pre, pre pre-attitude era, do you, who's your favorite WWF guy?
1: Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait,
2: wait. Can we guess? Sure. Let's play a game where we guess, Dave. Do you know the answer to this, Dave? I mean, I, I
0: have a good guess.
2: But do you know the answer I mean, because he, he's told you? No, he
0: seems like he doesn't know that. He's got to think about it right now. All right. What's your guess? I mean, I would say his favorite WWF guy is probably the macho man, Randy Savage. Oh,
2: pre-attitude era it has to be. Well, shit. That's uh, – okay. Then, yeah, you're probably right.
1: Yeah. Pre-attitude era was definitely the macho man. I mean – um, Oh, yeah, the macho man, Randy Savage. I loved him. He was a little crazy. He was tough. He was a brawler, but still had some high-flying skills. He's great on the mic. Um, Wait a minute. How can you be the macho man when I'm the macho man? Oh, yeah, because there are two macho mans. There was a time... When they created a cloning machine and they made us both, oh yeah. Oh this no, field- you
0: better not forget about the third macho man, brother, cause I'm gonna come down and drop the macho elbow right on you. Yeah. Yeah, why did that macho man sound like Hulk Hogan? I got the third clone, brother. Now I'm messed <laughs> up! <laughs>
1: Uh, uh. Oh, uh, end scene. Yeah. All right. Scene. So it was definitely a Macho Man, and then of course I was a huge Mark for the Rock. Um, I remember Dave Who wasn't as a Hanukkah present bought huh. me a Rock T-shirt, and at that time. Okay. Um, yeah, I really didn't buy anything at all. Like I wore the same clothes all the time. I never really put stock into stuff. So much uh, has
0: changed. So much has changed. Yeah, right,
1: exactly. Now I live out of a suitcase and a backpack. Uh, um 60 slab of beef. <laughs> so, yeah, the the rock the rock was definitely definitely um, big into getting me back into the Attitude era or back into WWF. And in fact, I remember I um, Vic Vic ko came over and uh we were we were messing around and i rocked bottom him through my childhood bed and it was one of those one of those this end up wooden beds and you just heard this thing snap like crack my mom like you can hear the footsteps of down the hall, I'm like, oh shit, this isn't gonna be good. The door flies open. She's like, what was that? <laughs> and you could see like Vix folded up like a suitcase, like legs are up, <laughs> arms up, he's sucked <laughs> his head. I'm pretty sure his foot had like hit the wall and there's like a big like hole in the drywall. And I'm like, I know I'm Carter's point. And I look at my mom and I say, but mom, it was the best rock bottom ever.
2: <laughs> you should have been like, if you smell what the rock is cooking, and then you should have rock bottomed your mom and elbow dropped her.
1: Give <laughs> <She laughs> it a people's elbow. Okay? She would yeah. she would have no sold the
0: shit out of that and shot <laughs> yeah. on you. Yeah, um, yeah, my mom she doesn't
1: would, mess around. No, you would have been dead. Wait a minute. Speaking of my mom not messing around, Dave, do you remember the time that I got in trouble with the law? And you came over to watch Nitro and my mom punished me in front of you.
0: Yeah, it was weird. She was
2: like, Dave, you can watch Nitro. Ethan, go to your room. (laughs) Worse. It was like basically
0: like that. Except
2: and then she's like, no, Ethan, don't close your door. You have to sit at the door and watch, and I'm going to make David Brownie Sunday. No. <laughs> okay.
1: So here's what happened. All right. So I made a stupid <laughs> mistake and I spray painted NWO across the side of a car. was <laughs> that
2: a mistake? That sounds very <laughs> deliberate.
1: It, it wasn't. It, it, was it, 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 car, the, it was a mistake because in the car, it was a mistake because you mean to spray paint it elsewhere and you accidentally hit a car with all three letters. It was a mistake because in the car, next to me was an off-duty police officer just having dinner <laughs> watching me do it. So, I was like trying to impress my friend Alan I used to play soccer with. Dave, you went to his house a few times to- uh, Alan
2: sounds like a real bad fucking well, seed and I don't want you to see him anymore, Ethan. Where well, did this,
0: where did this happen at?
1: Like, okay, where were the cars? Right, so give me the whole scene. So, I used to play traveling soccer. You and- started
0: way too early. Just say you're on a soccer <laughs> tournament. <laughs> He's like, what location? You're like, well, when I was 12. Wait, what? Yeah. Soccer? You mean football? Football? Okay. (laughs) Olé, 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 olé. Yeah, so you were at a soccer tournament? and and
1: Yeah. So I was at a soccer tournament. And back then, I was actually pretty good at soccer. I was supposed to represent the U.S. to play in Europe for like the 16 and under team for the United States. Mm. And I was in this like warm-up tournament where we're just kind of like, you know, playing these other teams and messing around. And at the time, I was somewhere in Central Florida staying at like a Holiday Inn Express, and we had like a 9 p.m. curfew because we had an early game the next day, and Alan and I were out after curfew, and we were talking about wrestling, and I see a can of spray paint on the ground, and I wanted to impress him for some stupid reason, and so I just picked it up, and he's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, you'll see. I spray paint an NWO on the side of his car. I then hear the door of the car next to me open up, and I can see this police officer, and I'm like, Alan, run so we're like speed walking to try to get back to the hotel and at that point like the guy's gaining on us and i'm like just go and alan like runs in and i kind of like and he doesn't down. identify
2: himself as an officer today. he's not like stop i'm police he's just oh, like he's yeah. coming after you or he's no, yelling
1: definitely we knew what was going on at that point we and white privilege yeah so well no yes, because stop. i end up now in the back of a cop car yeah. Um, they have a yeah, shot in. in the back. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. true. <laughs> they, uh, they called my parents and then Alan, of course, is just like telling everybody what's going on. So the entire team, they're all their families are there watching me in the back of this cop car. And I'm like handcuffed sitting back there. And my mom's just, you, you, Dave, you can only imagine. And, and they find the guy who owns the car and they find the can of spray paint and they realize it's not spray paint. It's, like ground marker that you can use to like, you know, show people where like pipes and stuff are. So literally you could just wipe it off the car. And the guys like, if you just, you know, wash my car the next day, I'm not going to press charges. So I don't get charged, but I go back to the hotel room. It was like, it was like the shit they make the lines on the soccer fields with. You know, in a nutshell, kind of very, very similar to that. So my mom my mom now is pissed. And so what she does is first, she takes my 30 inch wide leg Jenko jeans and she gets a scissor and she cuts <laughs> them up in front of me because the jeans are obviously what has led me because down Because they were this hideous
2: path. and you shouldn't have been wearing them in the
1: first place or as exactly. a punishment. Exactly. Shout, shout out,
0: shout out Sun back when it was Pacific Sunwear. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> and then the second punishment was I was no longer allowed to watch wrestling ever so, again
0: or just well, was there a
1: time limit on it at the time there wasn't a time limit but I was still living at home mm-hmm. I was a junior in high school yeah, so now Dave okay. comes over to watch one of the biggest episodes in Nitro history it's like when it starts being three hours long and Dave comes over and my mom says Dave did you know that Ethan's punished and can't watch wrestling and he's like oh I'm playing dumb he's like I'm sorry she's like no it's okay you can watch wrestling I knew but it Ethan has to stand here And face the opposite direction, and he's not allowed to turn around and look Uh, at the TV for three hours. This is
0: exactly the cadence. I like –
1: She said it in –
0: That's the best thing I've ever heard. I love your mom. Dude, I remember vividly that Dean Malenko – I mean uh, Chris Jericho had Dean Malenko up on – Like a picture of Boris Malenko up on Dean Malenko's deceased father – like on a little uh, easel. And then he like kicked it or whatever. And I was like, dude, Ethan watched this, and you couldn't watch it. But then wow. I was like, I'm going home because this is uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> must've been, I was That was going to be my next question was how long did you stay and do that before you were like, this is weird. And I feel bad.
1: I want to go <laughs> he home. Defi- he definitely stayed all three hours. Cause we didn't have TiVo or, or Rewinding TV at that time. Oh, so he couldn't have left until it was over or he would have missed all the cool shit. Yes. Now here's the thing. I mean, I don't here's know how Dave I didn't was. Know. I don't know how I was there Davey on a Monday night the whole
2: time. Yes. stayed The whole
1: time. I don't know how you got there. That's true. But also, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, okay, because the other punishment was I wasn't allowed to go work at Camp Monroe, and I had to like play, but I had to like redeem myself over a three-month period of time in order to go to camp. But I wasn't able to tell you why I was punished and why I may not be able to go to camp until we were on the plane. Yes. That so was like. And so we get the plan and I finally also, tell you. Also <laughs> weird.
0: Also weird. I'm sorry. That was also weird. I was like, what? Well, Do you remember the time that my mom
1: is a wouldn't let me
0: leave the house until I cleaned my room? <laughs> yes. Okay. This is not wrestling with therapy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good
1: story, though. <laughs> well... Um, Because it's therapy, yeah. Therapy with Ethan. Uh, We're actually going to be doing another podcast about that. Stay tuned. Therapy with friends. I feel like that's just like every. Dave, we just found our title. We just found
2: the title. Therapy with friends. I feel like that's like every post D&D session.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Ethan, who, who, we've talked a lot about your favorites. Uh, I know historically Sting is your favorite. Who do you hate? (laughs) St- oh. <laughs> Sting is your favorite wrestler of all time, right? Is that is that who you'd go with as your fave? Yeah, without a doubt. And who do you think is the GOAT? Like, despite your favorite, who's the best of all time? The greatest?
1: <sighs> How do you define the greatest? I don't know. It's up to you. Okay, because we hear about this stuff all the time, and you guys were debating this with a guest in a prior episode, or we were just shooting the shit. I forgot what it was. But in order to figure out who's greatest, it was the greatest, me. It was
2: Shandy Pasquale on the Shandi Pasquale episode.
1: That's okay, right? And it's it's in order for me to think about who's the greatest of all time. I need to know what's your criteria for greatest. Meaning, is it the greatest in ring performer? Then I'm probably looking something at like Shawn Michaels. For I example. mean,
0: overall, I mean, if to cut you to make it short, I mean, it's an overall uh, conglomerate of skills. Who's the best ever to do it on all fronts? <sighs>
1: I don't know. I I would probably say I've got Ric Flair up there at the top. Um, as much as I hate to say it because of outside the ring, you got to throw Hulk Hogan in there. Um, he was definitely not the best technician or best or, or, or whatever. He's still not the best human being, but in terms of what he did for the sport of wrestling, in terms of Mike skills, in terms of crossing it over into other things, in terms of believability, in terms of, 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 you know, everything. Hulk Hogan's definitely up there, uh, as much as I hate to say it. Um, I, I can't put Sting in that category, even though I love him. Undertaker's definitely within the conversation. But I think I'm probably going to go with Ric Flair. I think that Flair is someone that wrestled for over, like The Undertaker, wrestled for four different generations, if not five different generations. He was, I got to say, top five ever on the mic top 5 ever in the ring he had storied careers in both promotions he's held more more world champions than than every any other wrestler in history he's wrestled for WWF WCW NWA he had appearances over in Japan he is the iconic leader of the four horsemen he's just yeah it's it's hard it's hard to say who's a better complete package from him then maybe The Undertaker. Because as much as I love Shawn Michaels as a wrestler, uh, it's definitely not Bret Hart. I know that that Shawn puts Bret Hart very high, and I think that Bret Hart's very high from his WWF days. But I got to probably say, and then, you know, as much as I love The Rock, and I think that he's probably one of the best performers of all time, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, they all belong in that conversation. I Time and time again, I'm probably going to put Ric Flair above each of them.
0: All right, Ric Flair to beat the man. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! That's right. Oh, yeah, you got
2: to beat the man if you want (laughs) to be the man. Snap into a Slim Jim.
0: Yeah, you know what, Mean Gene? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Um, now, Ethan, do you have any surprise favorites? Anyone Anyone that we would be like, what? You're a fan of okay. that wrestler?
1: Oh, well, I mean, Chris Jericho is still one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. That's
0: not a surprise. I mean, he's our, our one of the best of all time.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, so who do I absolutely love? Well, it's not surprising to you, but Das Wonder Kid, Alex Wright. Is, is an incredible performer. He was great in the ring. He had a shitty gimmick, and he did the most. His gimmick was basically he listened to techno music.
0: He was German. It tact. was just like he's a nice German guy. I listen yeah. to techno. I'm not anti-Semitic, I promise. And he's dancing.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he was awesome. Alex Wright, in fact, you got me and Alex Wright wrestling figure once that I think I still have in my childhood bedroom. So he's definitely up there.
0: I did. I probably stole from a KB toys or paid $4 for it, which was probably expensive at the time.
1: Yeah. Back in the day, <laughs> I loved Ray Mysterio when it was Ray Mysterio Jr. Back. So one of the things that kind of also distinguished WCW from the WWF days was their them embracing luchadors and that style of wrestling. And when Ray Mysterio came in, he was, he was incredible. Uh, Randy Orton um, is still one of my favorites of all time. I still think he holds up just as well as a main eventer now as he did 30 years ago. But. Um, He's only gotten better with age, I feel like, also. Yeah. Orton. He has. And who? I just another one in my head. I just forgot. Oh, of course. He's buff. He's the stuff. <laughs> uh, buff Bagwell. I. I cut my facial hair to give myself a buff Bagwell haircut and buff Bagwell goatee back in high school. It's true. Um, Fashion icon. And I'd say last one is Ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude was, I still think to this day, one of the greatest heels of all time. This guy can wrestle. This guy was on the mic. This guy had the look. He had the body. And he had great managers that always, you know, worked with him. But he would take – His opponents, like manager or valet or wife, and he would spray paint them on the crotch of his trunks (laughs) to taunt his other opponents. He He was just an incredible heel. So disrespectful. All right, Ethan, I've got a question.
0: It is is disrespectful. So disrespectful. (laughs) It was airbrushed shoddily, like right on his dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's great. I just want to say before your question, what an interesting snapshot into the psyche of Ethan that a lot, that array of wrestlers were <laughs> Sean, what's your question? Well, that's what I want to. So I want to, uh, I, I kind of
2: want to stay on this, this track. Cause I'm, I'm also fascinated by this. So Ethan, I've written down a series of names and I'm going to say the names and I want your just like first thought that comes to your head, like on, on each of these wrestlers. Cool. Just for first reaction. Ready? Yep. All right. Val Venus. uh Money Shot, Undertaker,
1: Old Brutus Barber Beefcake, uh the Shawn Michaels uh Marty Jannetty or um in the barbershop incident Shawn Michaels. Oh my gosh, when I hosted, when I used to host a radio show in college, the intro, speaking of copyright infringement, the intro song for the first season of my radio show was Shawn Michaels' entrance music. Uh, The Godfather. Oh my gosh, like a guy that allows pimps to come down the stage with him because you ride the ho train. Uh, Legion of Doom. Oh, what a rush. Junkyard Dog. Badass in the ring and in the cartoon show. Uh, <laughs> Doink the Clown. Uh, really good in the WWF arcade game. Uh, X-Pac. An, an incredibly underrated performer as both the 1-2-3 Kid and especially as 6. One, two, or six's feud with Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. over the US title in WCW, including the nwo theme pay pay-per-view, is still one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what? Loved him, but also love stunning Steve Austin. Mm, and all right, last but not least,
2: the Thanksgiving Survivor Series Gobbledygooker. Uh, still one
1: of the best reveals in the history of wrestling. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
2: <laughs> sweet. All right, that answers all of my questions. Dave, yes. what shirt are you wearing? Oh, well, my
1: <laughs> friend.
2: Today, yeah. are you? Are, are you? Because we're not using cameras. Did you choose today to just go topless?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got it. No, actually, um, actually, it's kind of the opposite. I went with many layers because it's fucking freezing in my house because uh, we just only have snowstorms. But right now, what I have is actually vintage wrestling hat of the week, and it is this uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin one, we do not have the video on so you cannot see, but it's a snapback that is way too small for my head, I have it on the last rung, it says Austin 316 on the back, I wish it fit my head, it's awesome, and I've paired it with a uh, Brooklyn 316 t-shirt that I got at SummerSlam, probably 2016 or 17, not that vintage, but it feels like a lifetime ago. And I'm really just feeling Stone Cold Steve Austin because Chalkline sent me this fucking badass Stone Cold jacket that I just want to go and stomp a mud hole on some piece of trashes with. Dave, how many um,
2: wrestling hats do you have? Do you have as many as shirts or, no. or not as many? No,
0: I have, I think, I think four off the top of my head.
2: <laughs> mm. What are they? Uh, you got the, the Stone Cold one. What else you got?
0: I have a uh, a vintage Wolfpack hat. I have a uh, a new era like snapback. That's a newer one of the classic NWO, which I like that okay. one a lot. And I have Seth Rollins's Wrestling School, the Black and the Brave. It's a great like uh, great trucker hat. Nice. And it's got a cool logo. And then nice. people ask me if I'm a wrestler when I'm in the, when I'm in the airport. And sometimes I no, no I always say no. <laughs> nah, it's okay if you say
2: yes, you're a big guy. You gotta use that for something, you know? No, I'm you're just like, tired. Yeah, I, fuck I, yeah,
0: I am and I'll kill you. I don't wanna talk that's to anybody I don't say. wanna talk to anybody in the airport. It's always it's always the um people at security and then I'm like, Don't look at my weed. Yes, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm a wrestler and don't blow up my weed
2: spot here, please. Um That's pretty cool. Yeah I wish I
0: had more wrestling hats, I guess. Well, you know, I can send you this stone-cold one because it does not fit my head. Really? Yeah. Send me a stone-cold hat, Dave. I'll send you the stone-cold hat. It's fucking right.
2: I'll give you my address. I'll give it on the air right now, le- <laughs> I know your address. That's not needed. <laughs> oh, good. Good, because I was ready. Um, I was also going to give you my driver's license number and social for no reason, so I'm glad you cut me off. <laughs> Ethan, what kind of hat are you wearing this week?
1: Oh. Uh... I, you know, where are my new uh, Sennheiser headphones that you recommended to me? I got that Ooh. new cord. It fits into the computer.
2: It does? Mm, yep. Sennheiser, the best headphones in the business. You know, their uh, tagline, it's, ha? Huh? Really? Because you got headphones on. You can't hear what the people in the room are saying. No, huh? it, it
0: should be. <laughs> I, good. I like that. I don't get it.
2: Um, uh, Ethan if people want to talk about any of the things that we talked about but they want to specifically direct them at the podcast as if it was an entity its own person how could they reach out to the podcast and find us
1: yeah you can find us on Instagram by searching for wrestling with friends on Twitter by looking for WWF podcast or if you want to join the discussion you can find us at the wrestling with friends Facebook group that's
2: right It's true. You can find us in all those places. And Dave Kushner, David Kushner, my friend, my good friend.
0: Oh, yeah. Well.
2: Where where do people find you
0: online? Well, uh, on Instagram, I'm Dave.Kush. That's D-A-V-E period K-U-S-H. And on Twitter, I'm Dave Kush, D-A-V-E-K-U-S-H. No period there. That's where I am. No period there. Oh, I see. No period there. Okay. No period there.
2: And then – and then, um, uh, uh, as far as myself, me, who, who cares? <laughs> who does care? But I'm Sean Wrights on Twitter. You can find me there. And you should go to anchor.fm, um, as you heard about at the top of the show, um, not just to check out all of their awesome, easy to make, do it yourself podcasting tools, but. You should go to anchor.fm slash WWF pod and you should leave us a message because we got a little place where you can leave a little voicemail. You can leave a little message, you can make fart noises, or you could do your uh, wrestling impression if you do one of those and we'll play them on the show. That'll be super cool. And, and also while, uh, you're,
0: while you're on anchor, while you're on anchor.fm, Valentine's Day is coming up. So it's a good opportunity while you're there, get that special someone in your life and anchor for their boat. And also,
2: uh, you should always check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts. As always, please like and subscribe and leave a five star review. And you can't say, buy we apples there.
0: It. You can't buy apples. You can't buy
2: apples there. They I don't sell it. apples. I tried it. N- n- not anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, not since Steve Jobs died. Uh, di- when he died, they stopped. That was his job. Um, the apples. That was his
1: job. <laughs> yeah, not Steve Jobs.
2: Steve Job was in charge of the apples at Apple. Yeah, he was, died, he was which apple was right around there. the same time Steve Jobs died. They just, they, they, they shut it all down, you know. It was really very sad. Anyway, leave us a, a, a thing and do a thing there, and it helps other people find the podcast and listen to it and hear all of this stuff. And then you're not the only one doing it. You don't feel insane because you're like, no one's heard of this, but I swear I've heard it. Um, yeah. And then really like Mandela affect you. One day we're just going to delete all the episodes of the podcast overnight and pretend like we never did it. And then people that have listened
0: will be Mandela affected. Wait, don't do that. We've been working hard that. This whole
2: thing is just a long game to what? do that. I what? Was, I thought we discussed that.
0: No. Oh. Why would well, you maybe, do that?
2: Maybe you guys are going to be Mandela affected too. Well, I guess that's basically everything. I feel like, Dave, do you feel like you learned anything about Ethan that you didn't already know tonight? Um... To be honest, probably not. <laughs> well, I don't know Ethan that well, so I feel like I learned a bunch of stuff about Ethan's wrestling tastes tonight. Um, I, I always had a sense, uh, but I didn't, like all like the young stuff, and I didn't know that uh, you grew up in Hufflepuff, New York. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, so yeah. that so yeah, I learned a bunch of stuff tonight. Um, so These yeah, guys. so that Happy was the 25th a, that was a, anniversary everybody. Hey, it's an anniversary. Happy 25th anniversary everybody. Dave, for the 25th anniversary, why don't you sing the whole song by yourself?
0: I was thinking maybe this time you could back me up actually, like oh, properly. Oh, as like a change up. All right, yeah. let's see if we can do or it. Or
1: maybe because we're wrestling, yeah. Wrestling, wrestling with friends. With friends. Yeah, we're wrestling, yeah wrestling, wrestling with friends Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling Wrestling with friends Does it get any better? We
0: shall never learn the melody Stop it, Open up the open
2: up the Stop it, This podcast is a Mobius strip nightmare and I love it Wear a hat